0: It certainly sounded like there had been a recent uptick in gaming with the global pandemic and many people electing to stay home safely. Reports have floated out regarding Switch consoles being basically out of stock everywhere with resellers buying up stock quickly and this leaves only the second hand market as the option for people that want to play Nintendo safely from the comfort of their home. There were even stories about people just looking for any type of gaming that they would be purchasing an Xbox One or a PS4 instead. Now, these are both great systems, it goes without saying, but both are coming up on 7 years old and are still selling at a fairly high price considering their age. This week, the NPD Group released their report on the gaming sector for the month of March and gaming has definitely ascended over the past month. One of the main places people have become accustomed to buying games is GameStop, who closed their doors on March 21st after they had tried to make the argument that they were an essential service. Well, just a little over a month later, GameStop has announced a few things regarding how it has been progressing during these trying times. Sales have been fairly close to their original projections that didn't account for the closures. With approximately two-thirds of GameStop staying open with a modified business model, sales are good, but not good enough. GameStop released a news release this week detailing some of the ways that they plan to mitigate losses during these times, including reducing some of their executive salaries and even talking about hopefully being able to open more of their stores again soon. I personally think this is too early, especially for GameStop. These are just a few of the stories that happened this week in the world of gaming, and this is the Video Games Podcast, and right after this quick break, we will take a closer look at just how well gaming did during its first month in quarantine, along with how badly GameStop wants out of it. an increase in the month of march as we were finally able to play some of the most highly anticipated titles of the year that ended the drier spell of january and february games like animal crossing new horizons doom eternal resident evil 3 and persona 5 royal headlined the month however it was anyone's guess as to just how well march gaming sales would be or if they would even be much higher there was always the possibility that it was just being reported on more than normal due to the lack of gaming stories available With the npd group revealing the data for march it became very clear that it wasn't just being reported on due to lack of content but that sales were definitely trending upwards for the month there is a lot of information to digest from the report but it seems like no better place to start than the overall sales for the month $1.6 billion was roughly the amount that was spent in the gaming industry in March alone, which includes pretty much everything but digital sales from certain publishers. And considering how much digital sales likely increased last month and have been increasing steadily as time passes, these sales could have been even higher. As we generally have been reporting on the NPD almost every month, one thing that has become evident is how game sales have been shrinking due to the lead-up of the next generation. Most people that were planning on buying a gaming system have either bought one or are now waiting for the next generation. Likely in large part to the global pandemic and this self-quarantine initiative, the gaming industry was up 35% year-on-year. Since NPD started tracking sales, this was the second highest March that they have on record with the highest sales in the month coming way back in March 2008 with 1.8 billion and you could even make the argument that if all digital sales were included from all publishers then it might even have reigned supreme now back in march 2008 the wii ps3 would have been on the market for around two years and the xbox 360 would have been on the market for around three compared to today and how two of the three major consoles are coming to an end of their life cycle and these sales are quite impressive Sales across the board were up around 30-35% to in hardware, software and accessories but even that massive spike couldn't offset the decline that 2020 has seen so far with Q1 of 2020 being down around 4% compared to Q1 of 2019. Almost half of the sales of the month were attributed to software with almost 800 million. Leading the way, obviously, was Animal Crossing New Horizons, which, according to the NPD report, had the third highest launch month for the sales and units only trailing behind Smash 2018 and Smash in 2008. This is insanely impressive for a few reasons, including that it only had a little over a week on the market and it wasn't a tentpole Nintendo franchise like Zelda or Mario. The amount of quality Nintendo games that have been released since March 2008 and Animal Crossing New Horizons now has the third highest launch month is quite a feat. Congratulations to Animal Crossing New Horizons and everyone who made that game possible. As for the hardware side of sales, all three consoles saw an increase in numbers compared to the same time last year. Microsoft and Sony both saw their consoles get an increase in sales by around 25%, which is impressive considering how close we are to the likely launch of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. But without surprise, the Nintendo Switch was the big winner of the month, showing an increase of over 100% compared to last March. And this now ranks as the highest sales for the console in a month of March. And this includes 2007 when it launched on March 3rd and went on to sell, 906 thousand units in its first month focusing on the actual games new games that charted in the top 10 included animal crossing at number one mlb the show at number three resident evil 3 remake at number four doom eternal at number six and persona 5 royal at number seven important to note is that animal crossing and doom eternal don't include the digital sales Takeaways from the top 10 include Doom Eternal placing 6, but Bethesda does not disclose digital sales, and their target market is more likely to purchase this game digitally during normal times, which means that during these quarantine periods, their digital sales are likely to be amplified. I see Doom's placement on this chart as misrepresented. Persona 5 Placing 7th is also pretty great for a platform exclusive, but also impressive because RPGs just don't tend to get the mainstream success that we see from other games, and it's also an updated version of a game that was released in 2017. Also this week, GameStop emerged from their quarantine to give us an update on how things inside the gaming retailer have been, and what the road ahead looks like as we know gamestop did not close their doors without a fuss as they declared themselves an essential service gamestop claimed that they were essential due to the offerings of working from home solutions including webcams microphones and other hardware of that nature i wasn't even aware that gamestop sold this type of hardware if i am ever in the need for this type of equipment i usually check amazon first then Best Buy and then local specialty stores. It does seem like a very large coincidence that by the time they closed their doors was after the Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal had been shipped and they were able to capitalize on day one sales. Publicity wasn't looking good for the company pre-closure as reports were coming out often regarding the working conditions inside and how GameStop was taking the safety of their employees into consideration. Cleaning supplies and toiletries were said to be limited, and if needed, employees were told to go buy some and they could get reimbursed. Social distancing was not being implemented at the store level, and many other stories happening of the same ilk. GameStop did eventually close their doors on March 22nd across the globe, nearly a month removed. How does GameStop plan to adapt to the worldwide pandemic? Well, no one knows for sure how long this will continue, and although Microsoft and Sony still seem like they will be releasing GameStop Life Preservers this fall, a bigger concern is that GameStop is not the type of company that can afford to lose revenue. First, GameStop does seem to understand how dire the situation is, and they are planning on cutting some of their executive salaries. The salary reductions will affect the senior management team and their board of directors, who, in case you forgot, does include former Nintendo of America president Reggie Fils-Aimé as of April 20th. CEO George Sherman will receive a reduction of 50%, CFO Jim Bell will receive a reduction of 30%, and the entire board of directors will be reduced 50%. There are also other employees across the company who will be receiving reductions between 10 and 30%. When brought onto GameStop, Sherman's base salary was around $1.1 million approximately a year ago. I couldn't find any exact figures for their board of directors, but it does seem like for large companies that are traded publicly on the New York Stock Exchange, the average cost for the whole board is somewhere between two and three million. I have no idea how accurate this is, and it is a quite wide range, but the pay has to be pretty good if Reggie came out of retirement to sit on the board at a company in turmoil. Overall, it goes without saying that these are very smart moves initially, especially when combined with other methods that the company is taking to navigate these uncertain times. Sherman, along with the other reduced salaries, are a good start, but could have been done a few weeks sooner as some of the world's biggest companies had their CEOs reduced their salaries, with even some forsaking their salaries completely around a month ago. The key to business is to adapt fast, and I guess adaptability is what got GameStop here in the first place. The money the company will be saving on salaries from the senior team combined with having plenty of available cash on hand, and according to the news release, as of April 4th, 2020, the company had approximately $772 million in total cash and liquidity. Combine these methods with many stores being reduced hours and pay but retaining 90% of their expected sales, and GameStop should be fine until the launch of the PS5 and the Series X, which will then give them plenty more time to try to continue to figure out how to stay relevant. As for how the sales have been going, Sherman has been pleased with the way that GameStop has adapted during these current times. Approximately two-thirds of GameStop's locations have remained open and operating by using reduced methods. Similar to most companies that have remained operating with doors closed, GameStop has been offering the ability to buy online and pick up in-store or ship directly from store, which does help speed up the process as the package doesn't need to travel as far. According to Sherman, We have retained over 90% of our planned sales volumes in our stores that are conducting curbside operations. Without digging into their previous quarterly fiscal report, it's likely that these are extremely reduced projections due to the spring typically being a slower period and the life cycle ending on two consoles. Nonetheless, it is great news that GameStop is able to retain such high performance of their anticipated sales, and it's likely that the amount of extra people that are gaming at the moment, as seen in the latest MPD, is offsetting the doors closing on most of their stores. As for some concrete numbers, in an update to their sales data, GameStop reported that for the nine-week period ending on April 4th, the company saw store sales decline around 23%, but that does include the economic impact that the pandemic had, with many stores having reduced operations for at least a portion of March. The bright spot for GameStop was When some of the data is looked at in a different light is that year-on-year sales grew in the fiscal period that ended on March 21st, 2020, when all the stores closed to the public by 3%. And this is great news for GameStop, even during a supposed down year for gaming sales. Moving forward is where GameStop begins to step in the mud, in my opinion. I felt that GameStop reacted too slowly when closing down their stores, as many of the areas they operate in require that non-essential businesses be closed to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Although according to the news release, all GameStop stores in Australia have remained open. The statement GameStop gave was, The company has begun the process of reopening stores in Italy, Germany, austria and the states of both south carolina and georgia and is preparing for the potential to reopen in other operating countries and states in the following weeks i don't see the rush here to reopen the stores where everyone touches everything especially if the stores have been retaining approximately 90 percent of their projected sales some of these areas are in parts of the earth that have been affected by the pandemic the most including italy There is also nothing in terms of huge blockbuster games like Animal Crossing or Doom Eternal coming out soon. The next games that I think would be high sellers would maybe be Minecraft Dungeons at the end of May with its global appeal, and then possibly Ghosts of Tsushima at the end of June. That is if the PS4 exclusive doesn't get delayed similar to how The Last of Us 2 got delayed. Outside of those two games, I don't see GameStop needing to capitalize on day one launch sales, which makes me not understand why they are rushing to reopen stores as I only see bad publicity coming from it. That's all for the show this week. If you're looking for more of my thoughts on gaming, I recently finished Doom Eternal and I posted a 21Q review. I will leave a link in the description if you're interested in that video. Please check it out. Currently, I am also two-thirds of the way through the Final Fantasy VII remake, and as for coming up, I am very much looking forward to the release of Moving Out next week. I'm a huge fan of couch co-op games in the vein of Overcooked. If you made it this far, then you enjoy what you are listening to and you enjoy what I'm doing, and if you haven't subscribed, then please consider as it does help with the discoverability of the show for others. Anyways... Remember that gaming is one of the best forms of escapism, as we have seen during these current times just how many people get joy out of them, so please be nice to your fellow gamer, and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human.